season 10 of the Len and Courtney podcast will have a whole new look and feel. But while we're getting everything together, please enjoy one of our personal favourite episodes from season 9, The Thinking Woman's Guide to Comparison. Thanks for listening and please give us five stars or share us with a friend if you enjoy any of our past episodes. See you soon. quite often compare ourselves with people who maybe have 10 years more of the doing under their belts. And there is a, a process around success and achievement. Certainly the long-standing success needs a foundation and that takes time and investment. I'm Sonia Lennon. And I'm Brendan Courtney and you're listening to the Lennon Courtney podcast. This week we're asking if comparing ourselves to others hurts us. Or can we use it as a motivator to bring about change in our dismal lives? Can we compare notes, Brendan? Absolutely not. I've been up prepping all night. Mm-hmm. Right, so this is the Thinking Woman's Guide to Comparison, the Thief of Joy. Uh, I think you're the first person who ever said to me comparison is the thief of joy. And it wasn't personal. <laughs> as I was sucking in my waist in the mirror beside you with my hands on my hips going, oh, damn you, little woman. Um, and I really loved it. I got, yeah, it is, of course it is. Because even though I'm gay and I don't care what people think, we all care what people think, right? It's natural human nature to want to fit in with your tribe, to, to want to be attractive, to want to look cool, all those things growing up. Well, actually goes back before that. If you think about the history of comparison, it's primal. So if you... You bring everything back to knuckle draggers, do you know that? Do I? (laughs) Do I? I love an L knuckle dragger. Um, Well, it starts somewhere, right? It all starts somewhere. And it starts with uh, comparing ourselves to others for survival, right? So if I can run faster than them, there's a chance that the woolly mammoth will crush them and not me. And is the woolly mammoth a metaphor? or is it For real? all of life's dangers. Yes, I get you. So that's what it came down to. And even in terms... But what use was that comparison? Uh, it wasn't important that you could necessarily run outrun the danger, but you had to be able to outrun somebody else. Oh, yeah. Because if they get caught, the danger slows down to eat them and you keep running. And so would that elevate you in your tribe? Well, it'd keep you alive for starters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and the thing about it is... That's hardly the thief of joy. That's a safety mechanism, right? Well, this is it. At the beginning, the idea of comparison, because there are different levels of comparison. We're comparing ourselves on a daily basis all the time, Um, probably unconsciously. So, for example, if you think about the workplace and your level of output as, as a worker... Right. That is not only based on your ideal, it's based on the normality around you. Mm -hmm. So if you're in, say, a corporate environment, which is an always on culture and people are coming earlier and early in the morning, Mm -hmm. later and later in the evening and answering emails at three o'clock in the morning, that becomes a comparative for you, for your own productivity, which which may be good or bad right now personally yeah. I, I think it's bad yeah because you can get sucked into it right? you totally can but but that's about kind of almost subconscious comparison to make sure that you're fitting in with the normal and and that's not as deliberate as I think what we're going to focus on today which is social comparison which is much more about um, how we determine our own worth in a conscious way against social, others social hierarchy 
like so us instantly we think of let's do the obvious first world city based ones the school gates uh, obviously the workplace I keep in my head for some reason what popped into my head straight away was I think because I was filming in a, in a school with Mary Kennedy recently where she used to teach and I met all the, the couple of the really nice women teachers but I did feel they work really hard I had the sense that and I wonder in a staff room in a school you know is it do you compare your kids outputs as a teacher I mean they didn't make any they didn't make any noises that that was the case but it instantly made me think this would be a place of a very obvious comparison not even comparing the time you're here but comparing the output of your students comparing the you know it, it seems that in education there's a lot of natural comparisons happen right from the teachers down so and then out to the school gates well I think my, my sister's a teacher and I know that she wouldn't even have time to compare the outputs of individual students and also well, she has no m- I'm talking about other teachers um, it's not like that Mm, there's probably a bit of healthy competition but yeah. in terms of the individual it, 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 there probably isn't the time to focus on the individual right it would be more kind of your 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 sort of collective positioning within the world of work yeah that's what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. So that, I, I, that's I think that's every, normal I think yeah. that's normal everywhere y- yeah but I think I've worked in places where it's unhealthy I'm not saying it's healthy I'm saying it's, it's normal. normal. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think we... And that's part of... This year, Skodas all over the country will take thousands of new babies home from the hospital. Brides-to-be to their weddings. Kamogi champions on a lap of victory around their local village. Excited new family dogs home from the rescue centre. Proud parents to their firstborn's graduation. There's so much to look forward to. Here's to brighter days ahead. Skoda, made for Ireland. My name is Tubi and I'm a mature student studying to be a maths teacher. When I teach, I just love the way maths comes alive. It's the look in a student's eyes when they get it. I think my African heritage is a real asset. It's great for students to just see the diversity of their classroom reflected in their teacher. Teaching transforms. Closing dates for the Professional Master of Education courses are approaching. For more, see gov.ie forward slash teaching transforms. Brought to you by the Government of Ireland. Of where comparison comes from, right? So we have we we can either evaluate ourselves from within as individuals, but that's kind of untrustworthy. So say 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 you want to um, define your own productivity against yourself, um, and and you might say uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting there, right? And you might I'm very product no, productive. I, I know you are. I know you are. But say, say for example, you were your only point of comparison was yourself, right? And so on some days you might be just so gung ho and raring to go, and 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 you think I am so productive. And on another day, you you, you mightn't have that context, and and so your parameters for your own evaluation are different. And because we lie to ourselves all our t- all the time about who we are, um, we we might think I'm as productive today as I was on another day, but that might not be true. And that's why we look outside of ourselves and look at sort of the landscape of normality around us so that we can 
um, have an understanding of what ooh, normal ooh. is. So there's loads of things on this, right? So for, first of all, I think for our listeners, we probably want to go into the social comparison side of things. That's much more interesting and juicy, right? But just to say, with COVID, do you remember there, there at the start of the lockdown, it was like, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to learn a language. It was like, use this time. And then everybody's like, there was fatigue. There was like comparison fatigue about doing stuff. And then it went full circle. It was like, actually, it's okay to do nothing. It's okay to sit on your ass and do nothing. And then it was kind of like, is it okay to sit on my ass and do nothing? It was kind of a weird, because we weren't in the, in the workplace. But um that's one thing but I do think yeah, where you started the conversation is social comparison and obviously Instagram and all that kind of stuff but I, I think that's the more, most immediate version of comparison right that we're all we can all relate to we all try and divorce ourselves from a little bit as we get older In t- as a teenager that's all you do is compare mm. yourself to your peers right um, and it's a hiding to nowhere in, in some ways right or is it? Not necessarily oh, right? go on so, um, on this noise I'm having some vodka. (laughs) So, um, the concept of social comparison goes back to 1954. What? Yeah, so predates social media, so it's not all about Instagram, right? But what I thought was really interesting um, was this guy Festinger. Who, what, what? Festinger uh, came up with the theory of social comparison. And he said basically there's three drivers of it, okay? Now this is this is a bit mind blowing. I'm just laughing at you. Why? Knowing this, go. Well, I I I researched it. <laughs> so the three drivers are self evaluation, self improvement, and self enhancement. <laughs> now my first question when I read that was, what's the difference between self improvement and self enhancement? So self improvement refers to the motive to become a better individual in reality. But that get. Uh, the motive to become a better individual in reality. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's actually doing the shit. Yeah. Okay. Self-enhancement refers to the motive to create a perception oh, that one is better. I'm really good at that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 1954 housewife saying my marriage is amazing when it's not. Yeah. That kind of, that, that what we're or about? would you look how well their grass is growing in their lawn and how does he get the line so straight and why does my husband not have the line straight on our lawn because he's a prick and I hate him <laughs> and I want to kill him but not in front of the neighbours I won't <laughs> god damn it so okay so health self-improvement is, is, is actually improving yourself self-enhancement is a facade yes Whew. what was the third one uh, self-evaluation and that was the first piece that we were talking about is the kind of introspective looking in to evaluate yourself which you kind of almost have to do before you can compare so you have to set a benchmark for your own value before you can compare it to others and it's funny to hear younger people uh, what, what and uh, sorry, even talking about my own teenage self, what bothered me, my sticky out ears or my hairline or because I didn't look like the people in the magazines or whatever it was. And it was impossible to fix, but it would get me down. And e- even when I hear some teenagers now, I'm like, oh God, you're really focusing on the wrong, your values are, are unfixable and they're not actually even a problem, you know? Yeah, but they don't have the problems that we have. So you kind of, uh, you know, your 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 perspective around what is a problem is yeah, different. Yeah, of course. But I'm right. <laughs> we know that. We know that. But yeah, you, when you're younger and less experienced, you'll attach yourself to a value that you think you should have that are probably impossible to attain even. Well, that 
that depends on whether you are, you're going to hit me now, whether it is a contrasting comparison or a simulatory comparison. So if, if you... I was going to say... <laughs> Say that. So thanks, thanks for jumping in there, Sonia. Yeah. Hello, Laura Ashley. Yeah, she's wearing your blouse for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get it back for you. Kicking Brendan under the table. Fine, stunning red blouse. Thank you. It's lovely. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it depends. So social comparison has a direction. You can either socially compare up or down for starters, right? So you you might be. I'm better than you. You're better than me. Exactly. Got it. That's it, right? Okay, but we need to, let's drill into what it, it can be valuable, can yeah. it? Because it can motivate you for self improvement, but it can also motivate you to enhance your persona, which isn't or, actually real. Or to or to be anxious about your own position if it's not good enough. So going straight to to just end this podcast. So that's what Instagram is. It's enhancement. Or is it? Yeah, it is, and I think that the the problem is that we we tend to to look at these posts and see them in relation to our own lives without sort of realizing that they're the highlights and they're the, the highly edited highlights. Well, I know that we don't. I, we I know we don't, um, because we can see that and we get that because we remember a time before the internet. Um, um, but also we know what it's like to post and we know that it's not the reality, reality yeah. and so actually the people who are worst affected yes and research has borne this out the people who are worst affected by social com- comparison and anxiety on social media are the people who are voyeuristic in their usage who don't actually post but just look at others oh wow yeah because they've no concept that it's not true yeah really or less don't. of a con- concept that it's uh, not true but I've even heard people I know Millennials, your age, younger, um, stinger, uh, say, um, say, get very upset online with something that some altercation or anything. Where it, 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 in a weird way, you're kind of watching it. And I've reached out to a few people over the years, going, "It's it's tomorrow's chip paper. Yeah. Don't worry about it." And they're like, "But it is their reality at that moment." And you're going, "But it's just a load of trolls, or don't worry." It's very hard. I mean, it does hurt, of course, and, and it will. it's a stinger, but you can just put it on. It's amazing when you get attacked on Twitter and you just put it on private. The, yeah. next moment, just, the noise just stops. You just close yeah. the door on it, right? Because it is just one uh, avenue of input to your life. You can, mm-hmm. just, you can just shut mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's interesting to watch younger people who it is their life go, but this is my life. And you're like, it's funny, you can see a change, a shift in perspective on life. That actually online is equally as valid as in real life to some people. Yeah, you might want to go back to our metaverse episode to uh, yeah. go a little bit deeper into that. But I think what's really interesting is that... Never not selling. Never <laughs> not. not. Money bag. That's what he calls me. Money belt. Money belt, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the differentiator between how affected you are by social comparison is actually... N- this is not going to be a surprise. It's your mindset. If you have an optimistic mindset, you can look around you and see possibilities. If if you have a negative outlook and a pessimistic outlook, you're actually much more attuned to what you don't have. Right, of course. So you're. you're so it's not the action itself that's the problem. It's it's the 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 outlook that you bring to it. So you know your own um, anthropological anthropological experiment, aka your twins. Yes. Do they have they Instagram now? They do, yeah. And, and have they ever suffered with it? Have you ever noticed? Have they ever asked you? Have you ever? Um, not to, not they, to. They're they're 
just interested to see the, the, their perspective on it. They're a bit eye rolly about it, are they? they? Yeah, they don't take it too it's, seriously, that's I don't think. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, Neither did, my niece or nephew don't either. They don't really engage with it, actually. Like, they tend to be more social on Snapchat and more. Listen, watching TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I hate TikTok. Can we take a break? <laughs> <laughs> TikTok, we're back. So, um, they're less engaged in it, maybe because they're older platforms for them. Is that... Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. That might be part of it. Um, Do you think there's a social awareness in their group that maybe Instagram is... Oh, there definitely is. A a, a thief of joy. I think there is an awareness that it's fake. Okay. Interesting. I think that's part of their discussion around it, is that... Not real. Yeah, it's not real. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because I think older than them are sort of trapped by it a little bit. Because uh, it was new. Yeah. Um, and so it's not new for, for my guys. And so they, they have a little bit more cognizance of what it actually is. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe that's it. But there was a lovely article in Fast Company around the three, um, the three things that can actually help you to tackle social negative uh, uh, sort of impact of social comparison and they talked about focus on your path so what is it that you want to achieve so d- d- actually don't rush over this this is important because I think this is a great takeout for people maybe you have a 22 year you know somebody who's who's suffering from it yeah you know yeah so so what what is it that you actually want to achieve now you know you're going to have to do a few kind of goal setting exercises to understand that they don't have to be long term they can be you know medium term or whatever write this down but Master. also also <laughs> The, the the key is we talked about highlights versus reality but it's also um, where you are in the process of your own uh, career and success so we quite often compare ourselves with people who maybe have 10 years more of the doing under their belts and we, we you know there is a, a process around success and achievement for the most part certainly the the, the long standing and we've spoken about this before long standing success needs a foundation and that takes time and investment so focus on your path so remember what it is that you want to achieve and don't let yourself be distracted by what other people are doing um, this I think is really key um, enjoy other people's success it's no, really hard no it's really hard pull up the ladder <laughs> when you're on that tightrope pull up the ladder but oh that's dangerous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, take I'm only joking, put the ladder down. <laughs> I, I think it's hard, but I think that comes back to the optimistic outlook piece. Mm. That if you have a generosity of spirit with the people around you. And I remember uh, we were talking about that, that podcast by Emma Chamberlain where she said that's she culled her friends based on how happy they were for her success. That's always been a very interesting um, observation in my life that to discover people very close to me over the years who have done things that is based on just not happy for you and it's really heartbreaking because I, I kind of wag into a room like a puppy and I bring everybody along and go come on let's go come on we can all do this plenty of I've always been like that and I don't know where that comes from because my dad was always don't tell anybody anything That's abundance though I mean that's 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 the positivity. That's the optimism. And and, and there's enough for everybody. It, and that's it'll be it. Your, and it'll be yeah, your but turn I've been so, next or in the future. But I've been yeah. so disappointed by how I've been treated by that. Uh, and, and, and disappointed by humanity that people haven't been. In fact, people have thrown me under the bus when I'm trying to help them 
along with helping myself and, and bringing them on the journey mm. with me or seeing an opportunity for them and sharing that opportunity and them kind of mealy-mouthed about it and then sort of being mean about me. I remember it's happened numerous times, but it's so it's hard to keep that positivity it with is. people because as you get older, people get more disappointing. And I hate to say that, you know, people... But get, that's then about... You know, elevating you're your th- elevating your thinking yeah. and staying high yeah. and, and recognising... I'm high right now. Though, <laughs> 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 now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, and elevate... And, and, but sometimes it can really get you down. Of People course it can. People can be so fucking mean. Of course it can. You know. And that's why the third element, the third piece to take out is to concentrate on gratitude. So, yeah. and that's where actually... Um, a sort of a downward social comparison in terms of anything by the way it could be it could be wealth it could be health it could be happiness it could be love whatever you want it could be anything and so if you look around you and see people who have less than you have that's an opportunity to kind of tap into gratitude and go actually what I, I have them. <laughs> but that's one option Just Esther kidding. that's one option I'm uh, the queen of all yous aren't there <laughs> no, that's a joke oh the queen of hearts that explains the blouse <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, we'll compare your outfit to another. <laughs> and Jess is a fourteen-year-old girl. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it. So we, we just go over them again. So the three to the, avoid and com- avoid comparison to avoid the, the negative impact of, of, compar- of social comparison. You're looking at focusing on your own path, enjoying other people's success, and concentrating on gratitude. Mm-hmm. And and the, there is research research to bear out the positive impact of gratitude in terms of anxiety and your own mental health. Okay, can I can I just be controversial about gratitude for a minute? So I, I do, when I run, I sort of thank all the parts of my body as I'm running. It's Love kind of that. a meditation the thing. chariots. Which are my legs, my chariots. See, she does my listen. Chariots, my chariots. And so, so I, I really, so I'm just, why I'm saying that is I, I really understand the power of gratitude because it can shift your mind. And I think what, that's what prayer was years ago in terms of many things was like, okay, we've nothing but we can pray and be thankful. And but there has been a a kind of a a trend of of non-qualified public figures talking about the importance of gratitude and how to find joy right and and there's been a trend i've seen it and I just sometimes Well it's the commodification of gratitude yes and I, that's it I just find that a little insincere sometimes and I and so Instagram's the bin, king of it. Should we bin this podcast? Are you no. happy to keep going? Oh no, 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 no! I don't mean that at all. I'm just saying that it, I, absolutely, I agree with 100 percent of it. But I've seen the commodification of gratitude, and I it, it makes me a little eye rolly. Do you understand what I mean by that? I do. I do. In that there is a danger with gratitude that you tip into earnestness, yes, or smugness, yes, both. People who post. <laughs> Quotes of the day, why I oughta. And 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 you know that really is a lot about your inner cynic as well. That that you do have a cynical strand, and that that is not a criticism. But I think I think it's spouting, uh, and I think it can be. I feels for me a little insincere and earnest. I think it's just repeating stuff for the sake of appear uh, of what did you say earlier on uh, of no the mode like not. Um, you're not actually improving yourself. You're actually enhancing, enhancing yourself. So, so the one thing that That's I would say, the one thing I would say about that is that we have read a huge amount of this stuff, like for years we've been interested in it, 
um, and it has become mainstreamed now. But those those people who are now commodifying gratitude are also creating an easy access people for people to start that journey to understand. Yeah, it. of course. So in a way, they're kind of a necessary first step for people. Yeah. Um, to get to maybe a higher level of understanding of the value of it, which has been backed up by science. Here's an interesting one for you. What about the traits of people that are more likely to engage in social comparison? Now, Ooh. this I found really interesting because actually there's a couple of different people in here. So the traits are uh, increased public and private self-consciousness, more empathy and sensitivity towards others, an interest in how other people feel, so an empath or an over-empath, high narcissism, low self-esteem and high neuroticism. So a few different personality types in there. Well, you're talking about some hard left pitchfork yielding cancel culture woke person aren't you? or you're talking about a hard right, right. narcissist yeah. so they're two they're, they're either very very touchy feely thinking about everybody or they're completely unhitched from emotional reality and only thinking about themselves wow and all of us have elements of all of absolutely. those absolutely to different there's, there's grey scale I don't know. <laughs> not a single strand of any of it Balala. <laughs> But it's funny because I'm seeing those people you've just described who, if I put up something, I can't even think of an example now, and people write a very personal (laughs) response to it. Oh, yeah, I know that. And you're like, that's really bizarre. You're just, you're only in your head about this thing, about you and how, you know know what I mean? It's very narcissistic sometimes. It is. And it's very interesting because I also think sometimes you do know everybody else can see this comment, right? Yeah. So it's funny you're just describing and, and it's also interesting, you do know that not everybody sees what you post. Exactly. So I walked down you're the street. You're not broadcasting. Exactly. Yeah. I walked down the street one day and I, I met this person who I vaguely know. Oh, vaguely I know, know. I know this right? Brilliant. Uh, and uh, I said, how are you? And he said, how am I? I I've had shingles. D- did you not see? And I'm like, no, I didn't see. Were you hanging off the Liberty Building? (laughs) You know, and so you think once you post it that everybody sees it. Yeah. They don't. No. That's why you only have 14 likes. Yeah, and actually people who who write really, really, really long posts about something. Too many words. Ain't nobody other than your mother reading that. And she's only reading that for safety. And then yeah. I said, "What's up, Alexi?" And then I said, "And I was, I'm really happy because I was thinking, why aren't I posting anymore?" Well, <laughs> you know what? I lay there last night. I thought, "I'm just going to post." So thanks, guys, for the support. Two likes. Oh, no, no, no! Hang on a second. No, no, no. You know what I'm no, talking no. about, don't you? <laughs> what about? Sorry for the silence. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. I promise you, it hasn't been silent. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering what happened. Just taking a little break. <laughs> oh, have you? I didn't even notice you were gone. <laughs> didn't notice you were there in the first place. <laughs> well, that's very funny. I think we should leave it there. <laughs> Love you all. Keep listening. <laughs> the Lennon Courtney podcast is an Exceed Prudential production created by Sonia Lennon and Brendan Courtney. Episodes are produced by EOMD Productions. Social media intern is Sean Buggy. Listener.